Built for agriculture and powered by farm credit, AgDirect's financing terms are among the most flexible in the ag equipment business, matching the income stream of ag producers. Discover why more dealers and their customers are choosing AgDirect to finance, lease, and refinance ag equipment by visiting agdirect.com. I'm Managing Editor Kim Schmidt. Welcome to On the Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. The Western Equipment Dealers Association released its 2017 Cost of Doing Business study last month. The study is based on the responses of over 200 dealerships covering 672 locations. Dealers from a number of regional associations participated in the survey. This year's study shows that parts sales to total sales have risen to 17.9% of the total sales mix. This is an improvement from 16.2% in 2016 and up from 14.6% in 2015. Bob Charbonneau and Gord Thompson, who presented a webinar on the results earlier this month, say this is the highest level in many years. The improvement is due to a combination of a 6% year-over-year increase in parts sales and declining whole goods sales. They point out, while this is a solid improvement, it is still below the industry standard of 20%. On the service side of the business, service sales made up 6.8% of the sales mix, essentially flat with 2016, although from a dollar standpoint, service sales were up. Thompson had this to say. We had a little bit of a reduction in the service sales, and our thought is that more than likely that reflects lower whole goods levels of equipment going through the service department. As equipment sales decline, they use the service department less. That's likely the cause. So the mix is better at 6.8. It's still below industry standard of 10. This would imply that we've got some unutilized service capacity since sales did decline, unless there's just been pricing reductions. But I think it reflects a little bit of slack capacity. Thompson calls service the opportunity department in most dealerships, saying it offers the most upside in the whole operation for dealers willing to put in the effort and planning required to capitalize. He says you can't afford not to capitalize on this in today's marketplace, and it gives a great competitive advantage. Farm equipment will have more coverage of the cost of doing business study in an upcoming issue. Dealers interested in seeing the complete results can contact their local association office to order the report, and those dealers who participated can receive it for free. This week's dealers on the move include Van Wall Equipment, Reichman Brothers, Baywire Ag, and AgriVision Equipment. Phelps Implement and Van Wall Equipment, both John Deere dealers, announced a merger into one company pending approval from John Deere. The combined dealership group will include the current Phelps Implement locations in Green, Grundy Center, Hampton, and Hubbard, Iowa, and will be all renamed under Van Wall Equipment. The changes are set for November 23rd, expanding the Van Wall Equipment group to 25 locations. Reichman Brothers, a three-store John Deere dealership based in Illinois, has acquired Greenline Equipment in Farina, Illinois. Class dealer Baywa Ag has opened the new Alberta Ag Center in Tabor, Alberta. The dealership also operates loca a location in Crossfield, Alberta. John Deere dealer AgriVision Equipment announced plans to acquire Icon Ag and Turf pending approval from Deere & Company. The acquisition would add five more locations to the AgriVision dealership group with stores in Dune, Lawton, Ayrton, Lamars, and Paulina, Iowa. AgriVision already operates 10 locations across southeast Iowa, northwest Missouri, and southeast Nebraska. Now here's Jack Zemlicka with the latest from the Technology Corner. Thanks, Kim. During the last several years, a growing majority of dealers have either established a separate department for precision farming or designated a precision farming specialist as the primary salesperson for ag technology. 
Results of the fifth annual Precision Farming Dealer Benchmark Study revealed that dealers operating a separate or independent precision department increased from about 40% last year to 47% in 2017. But there is also a trend toward a more centralized structure with a precision farming business, as farm equipment dealers acknowledge the need to integrate multiple departments to capitalize on broader service opportunities. This is a path that Johnson Tractor, a four-store Case IH dealership based in Janesville, Wisconsin, is taking to create a more responsive and flexible service team, especially when it comes to supporting customers' precision needs. Jason Pennycook, precision farming specialist with Johnson Tractor, shares how he got the inspiration for the ongoing transition at the 2017 Precision Farming Dealer Summit along with a few of the objectives for creating a more efficient overall service business within the dealership. Um, there was a speaker, he was talking about how they had moved away from a precision farming department as a completely separate entity, sort of worked everyone back into either service or whole goods and to keep things streamlined for the customer. So he's not um, dealing with multiple people. The guy, the tech comes out to work on his combine, he can also work on his GPS. Um, we thought that was a wonderful idea and we're in the process of trying to get our operation to go that route so we can get more of the PF stuff worked into the service department and uh, not be overlapping areas. Service flexibility continues to be a priority within dealerships and it will be a topic of discussion at the upcoming 2018 Precision Farming Dealer Summit in Louisville on January 8th and 9th. Visit precisionfarmingdealer.com for more information and to view the full program agenda and speaker lineup. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Jack. The Kansas City Federal Reserve Bank is reporting that demand for loans to finance operating expense was the primary driver of non-real estate farm lending in the third quarter. According to the bank's most recent ag finance data book, the volume of loans used to pay for current operating expenses increased 15% from the previous year, whereas the volume of loans used to finance livestock and farm equipment purchases declined. Operating loans have continued to account for a rising share of commercial banks' farm loan portfolios in recent years, says Nathan Kaufman, co-author of the report. In fact, operating loans have accounted for nearly 60% of the total volume of non-real estate farm loans over the past four quarters, the highest in the 40-year history of the banking survey. At the same time, the share of other loans, including those for ag machinery, has fallen to levels not seen since the early 1990s. Low farm profit margins have caused bankers to gradually raise interest rates on loans used to finance operating expenses, farm machinery, feeder livestock, and other livestock have increased about 50 to 75 basis points from the previous year. Although current rates remain historically low, interest rates on operating loans have increased about a full percentage point since the lows observed in 2015. Despite the struggling farm economy, loan delinquency rates have remained relatively low. According to the report, in the second quarter, delinquency rates for both real estate and non-real estate farm loans hovered near 2%, but remained less than those of all other bank loans. And while Kaufman noted a slight uptick in delinquency rates on farm loans from a year ago, less than 3% of agricultural banks had a portfolio with more than 5% of loans considered non-performing. According to Ag Equipment Intelligence's 2018 Dealer Business Outlook and Trends report, 46.5% of North American dealers project new equipment sales revenue to improve in 2018 versus 2017. Breaking it down further, nearly 47% of U.S. dealers are forecasting sales to improve by 2% or more in 2018, and about 45% of Canadian dealers are anticipating an increase. 
While the two groups are relatively in line with each other this year, historically, Canadian dealers have had much more positive outlook for improving sales. Looking back over the last five years of the Dealer Business Outlook and Trends reports, Canadian dealers' projections for new equipment sales never hit the low point U.S. dealers hit. Similarly, Canadian dealers also started forecasting a stronger improvement before U.S. dealers did. For example, for 2017, just over 45% of Canadian dealers were predicting new equipment sales to improve by 2% or more. At the same time, just 18.6% of their U.S. counterparts were forecasting growth of 2% or more. The last time U.S. dealers had a better outlook than the Canadians was in 2014, when 40.3% of U.S. dealers were forecasting growth compared to just 33.3% of Canadian dealers. And now from the Implement and Tractor archives. In the mid-1900s, cotton was the last major North American crop still dependent on hand labor. The self-propelled cotton picker was invented by Daniel Rust and could pick as much cotton in a day as 75 to 100 people. The machine reduced the labor required to pick cotton by 80%, contributing to the Great Migration from the rural south to the northern cities in the 1950s. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to kschmidt at lestermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.